Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is May 31st of 2022, and today on the agenda, we have a lot to talk about, as we're talking about none other than the AFC West, the powerhouse division, uh, and this could perhaps be one of the strongest divisions in NFL history, including a little bit of how they, how I think they're going to do this year. Starting with the Denver Broncos, who, as hopefully you all know, uh, made the massive move this offseason and traded with the Seahawks in order to attain quarterback Russell Wilson. Wilson has spent more than 10 years in Seattle, I believe 11. Um, and over the time, he has a Super Bowl ring, multiple Super Bowl appearances, uh, and quite a bit of playoff success. However, over the last six or seven years, there has been a steady decline in not just production from Russ, uh, but just the team as a whole as they lost uh, their Legion of Boom and just a lot of just a lot of coaching issues, in my opinion. Um, and Russ coming to Denver is huge. Not everybody was expecting it, uh, but it certainly made sense. The Broncos were already a fairly complete team, uh, ready for a quarterback. I would say they weren't as complete as the Bills or the Rams or even the Colts. Um, but the offseason moves that they have made have made a ton of sense, and they have really supported uh, Russell Wilson and just the areas around him. And their defense is loaded. They were already a top five defense last year. It got much better throughout this offseason. Uh, they only lost one defensive player, and that's Shelby Harris. He was a part of the trade to Seattle. Um, but mainly their defense is going to be stacked this year, and they'll, they'll need it in this division. Uh, just the AFC as a whole is just a massive powerhouse right now with how many receivers and young, talented quarterbacks are going around. Uh, but luckily, on offense, they won't only have to throw the ball with Russ, although he will help immensely. Uh, they have a really strong dual-headed running game with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. That running game was basically enough to carry them to uh, a 7-10 and or 8-9 record last year. I think it's fair to say that it's the heart and soul of the team right now. Even with Russ coming in, they lost Noah Fant in their trade to Seattle, uh, which... He, in my opinion, was their best offensive player. I know there's a lot of people that don't love Noah Fant and his production. I think 90% of that issue was with Drew Locke um, and just him being young and inexperienced. The Broncos are really tough for me because everybody is picking them as the favorites to win the division now. Uh, everybody is picking them as the number two or three team in the AFC as a whole behind Buffalo, which I also don't agree with. But... I, I don't know. I think they're missing something. I think they have good coaching. Um, also, they have they, they do obviously have a stacked defense. Their O-line is good. Um, and their offense is great. I just don't think they have the weapons. Um, I think culturally it's going to be really good. And I do think this is going to be a very good team this year. Do I think it's going to be a number two or three seed in the AFC? No. Do I think they're going to win the division? Also, no. Oh, and we'll get to that in a bit. Because next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. They didn't make a ton of moves this offseason. However, they did acquire Chandler Jones, uh, Devontae Adams from Green Bay, which was an absolutely massive trade, and Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson, obviously formerly from the Chiefs, um, which is interesting. Not a lot of players stay in a division after getting released from or traded from a team, uh, but he certainly did. And most people believe that the Raiders are going to be kind of the team to take the fall in the division this year. 
which I 100% disagree with. I still think the Raiders are a better team than the Chargers because now they have kind of a solidified head coaching position. I think Derek Carr has gotten better every year that he has played, and he has had some really good seasons so far. I think actually giving him wide receivers is going to help immensely. Uh, Last year, they had a great start, um, obviously, into the whole Henry Ruggs ordeal. Uh, But obviously, Devontae Adams is much better than Henry Ruggs was, and Demarcus Robinson is going to be a fantastic number three receiver behind Hunter Renfro. And yeah, I think the Raiders are actually going to be a fairly solid team. I can see them going 11-6, and maybe 12-5. and Um, Their defense, I think, needs a little bit more on the back end. I think they have a strong defensive front. Uh, and they have a good defense, but I would like to see it be a little bit better. I think it's it's definitely better than average right now, and I would like to see it be top eight, top nine, um, or maybe even top five for them to really be a solid team in the AFC. Uh, I do think the Raiders are 100% a playoff team. They were last year. Uh, obviously, they beat the Chargers in Week 18. And yeah, I think the Raiders are actually kind of the most underrated team in this division, but they definitely have potential to be the second or definitely not the weakest team. I think they're going to be the second or third strongest, most likely behind the Broncos, but we don't know how Russell's going to work. Obviously, a lot of those quarterback moves throughout history have been up or down depending on the situation. The third team we have is the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, the Chargers are a complete team. There's no doubt about that. There's no position that they're extremely lacking in. However, I wouldn't say there's any position that they're like extremely excelling in. I don't think they're the best team in football at any one particular category. To win this division, you have to be the best team in football at at least one particular particular category. Uh, because obviously with what they have going on in Kansas City, the Chargers did make some good offseason moves. Uh, they went and got Gerald Everett. Um, and then on defense, they went and got J.C. Jackson from the Patriots and Khalil Mack from the Bears. These are actually huge moves. Um, but they really did not add much to their receiver core. Uh, and in supporting Mike Williams, it's a good receiver core, but it needs to be a lot better. I think people, I, I think people are overestimating his ceiling. It's better now, obviously, but I don't think that's enough to put them at the top of this division. I think I can kind of echo myself here in saying that the Raiders, uh, the Broncos, and the Chargers are all going to be very good teams, and all of them are playoff-worthy teams. Uh, But with the AFC being so loaded this year, especially with Matt Ryan going to the Colts, who, in my opinion, were already a playoff team, I think it's going to be tough for all three of them to get a playoff spot, especially when the team that's most likely to win the division and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. They made some massive moves this offseason, and it all started when they lost Tyree Kill in a trade to the Dolphins because he wanted money, and Kansas City was not willing to pay that much money. In compensation, which the Chiefs were very quick and strong to act on, they went and got Ronald Jones from the Buccaneers, uh, Marcos Valdez-Scantling from the Green Bay Packers, and Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. All offensive firepower, like a lot of firepower. Juju... Yes, people overestimated Juju as a number one receiver with the Steelers and Big Ben. Juju doesn't even really have to be an amazing receiver to play with Kansas City. His size is enough to already make him probably a a top five receiver in the league this year. Uh, And what people don't realize uh, is that with Kansas City losing Tyreek and gaining MVS, the playbook doesn't have to change too much. Because when you're playing defense, 
Valdez Scantling is fast, and he is a deep threat, and you have to treat him similarly to how you treat Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you you know you can man him up a little bit easier than you can Tyreek. But all that said is going to be a lot more difficult in general with Juju added. You know, obviously Kansas City still has Travis Kelsey. They still have McCole Hardman. Uh, and they lost to Marcus Robinson, who was very much an up and down receiver. I think MVS is a better Robinson um, with a little with a little higher ceiling. And then obviously the addition of Juju is huge. I'm not saying losing Tyreek doesn't hurt uh, because he has been the highest producing deep threat in the NFL since like 2016. Uh, so obviously that's going to hurt in a lot of their explosive plays and their playbook is going to have to change in some ways, but I think it's going to change for the better. Um, I don't think Juju is, you know, an amazing receiver, but I think Patrick Mahomes, the way he's talked about him and stuff is going to be able to treat him a little bit like the late 2000s, uh, Patriots when they had Randy Moss, um, they had Rob Gronkowski and stuff. And I think this offense is going to be very similar uh, but stronger. Um, obviously, no, Juju's not Randy Moss, but just play style-wise, he, he's big. He's going to jump up there and he's going to make catches that Mahomes is going to look bad for making throws to in the past. Obviously, that happened quite a few times last year with Mahomes overthrowing receivers. And that's just because he had a short receiver core. McCall Hardman and uh, Tyree Kill were the number one receiver, or number one and number two receivers. Those are short guys. Those are not big guys. Uh, and now to have Juju and MVS is just going to help in so many different fronts on offense, including just guys that I'll, I think, easier wear out defenses. Because not only can they take hits a little easier, but they can give hits. Uh, they don't get hurt as easily, and they're, they're just bigger guys, and they're going to benefit this offense in so many ways. Uh, the last thing that I think we really need to talk about for this Chiefs team is the insanely good draft. Um, I think they by far had the best draft in the division. There's only a couple teams that had um, as good as drafts as they did in the entire NFL um, with George Karloftis, uh, Trent McDuffie, and Sky Moore. Their defense is going to get a ton better. They've, you know, they've repealed and replaced a lot of that defense this offseason, as well as adding receivers with uh, Sky Moore and Justin Ross um, on offense. And, man, I, I really think the Chiefs are going to be better than where they left off. There's a lot of people that think the Chiefs got a lot worse with the Tyreek Hill trade. I think they've compensated. I think they've done a ton of competition, um, especially on defense. And I really don't see them not winning the division this year. They would have to, I think, deal with quite a few injuries. Um, like Juju gets hurt. Ronald Jones gets hurt. I mean, they still have Clyde edwards Lair too, um, who, let's face it, has been a little bit of a letdown. But he's still an amazing running back when he's healthy. Um so as long as he's getting better from those energy or those injuries, I think this offense still has a shot at being a top two, top three offense in the league, if not number one, if everything clicks. Because let's face it, if every receiver clicks in this offense, they're going to be the number one offense in the league. Um, that running game, you have to be ready for, because if you're only playing deep and you're only you know you're only doubling Juju, you're maining MVS and uh, you're doubling Travis Kelsey. They're just going to run straight through you. Ronald Jones, um, as much as he isn't phenomenal, he's still a really good, solid, and consistent running back. Um, and then with the weapon of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire um, and some other good uh, running backs that we saw last year too. 
they had a couple running young running backs, I think two rookies last year, that ended up doing pretty well late into the season and just in general when there were injuries to Hill or injuries to Kelsey throughout last season's rough patch. And I think the biggest thing that people are forgetting is that Patrick Mahomes already went through his patience arc. Okay, that was the first 10 games of last season or the first seven or eight games of last season. Uh, and he got a lot better. Um, obviously, the end of the Bengals conference championship game uh, was rough. And the whole, it wasn't just Mahomes, it was the whole team that was kind of on edge and just cleared that up themselves. We saw what Patrick Mahomes did to the Bills and that insanely good defense. And I don't see why we can't do it again. Obviously, we won't be as explosive, but I don't know. I think just in general, we're going to be a lot more consistent and a lot stronger. There's too many weapons. Um, with the roster deadlines coming up soon, it's going to be interesting to see who gets cut from this offense. If anything, maybe they'll just cut defense or O-line. But I think this Chiefs team is not going anywhere. Okay, it's it's going to be as strong as ever. So obviously, I'm going to be picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the division. A lot of people are saying that some team has to take the fall. And most people are putting that on the Raiders. I th- I don't think it'll be the Raiders. That I'm actually going to solidify that I don't think it'll be the Raiders. I think it'll be either the Broncos that don't click with Russ or the Chargers that just did not get good enough on offense. Uh, it's going to be very hard for Justin Herbert to top what he's been doing the last couple of years. And I think he has to, to keep that team alive. I think they have good coaching, not great coaching. Uh, and I just think in this division, they don't have great matchups. I think the Raiders consistently are going to be beating the Chargers in this current roster scenario. I think the Broncos are better than the Chargers in general, especially offensively and defensively. And I think the Chiefs are going to, you know, go five and one or maybe four and two, but at least five and one in the division this year. And I think we'll take the title. They may not be able to get the number one seed because their schedule, if you haven't seen it, is insanely difficult. It's the strongest or second strongest schedule in the NFL, which is going to be really tough. But I think the way in which this offense and defense are now built are much more consistent and will be able to pull off a lot of those wins. So I think this Chiefs team, no, I don't think they're going to go 16-1 and or 15-2, and but I think they'll, they'll get at least 12 wins, and which will probably be enough to win the division and potentially 13 wins uh, if they're you know, more consistent and strong and stronger than they were last year. And obviously they were a great team last year towards the end of the season. They were able to still host the conference championship somehow uh, and almost made the Super Bowl. It came down to overtime and just a stressed out offense. And yeah, next week or maybe even tomorrow with, or I guess whenever the next big trades or news comes out uh, and, and we'll be doing this podcast more consistently as the season begins to ramp up in mid to late August and obviously September. Thank you all once again for listening in, and I will see you next time.